A couple of years ago, Stavanger Aftonblad had problems reaching a younger audience. The solution is called Bias, a news product for young readers. In this podcast, their editor Tone Pedersen talks about how they did it. And she also shares some learnings on what headlines and news angles attracts millennials the most. Bias is a local news site for a young audience by Stavanger Aftonblad. The target group is people with urban interests in the cities of Stavanger and Sandnes, typically between 18 and 35, but mental age is more important than the actual age. Tone Pedersen, welcome to Shipstead Talks. Well, thank you so much. So we're going to talk about BIAS today. Explain to me a bit, what's BIAS? It all started uh, way back in 2014. Um, mm. That was when the management group in Aftenblada decided that it was time to do something about reaching a young audience. And this was, of course, something that was interesting to potential advertisers. Uh, but more importantly, if we can't reach a younger audience, then where will Aftenblada be in the future? And that was the case back then. You could not reach a younger audience back and we, in the days. We saw that uh, we needed to do something. because yeah, the, the name Be Us, what does it mean, Be Us? Uh, it's local slang, actually. So, um, what does it stand uh, for then? Yeah, it's uh, what you call uh, an urban person. Person, okay. you know, like uh, uh, living in the city area, using uh, urban uh, facilities, so, so to speak. Yeah. It depends on where you're from. Uh, if there is... Um, uh, a country guy calling someone, oh, you're so bias, then it yeah, might okay. be something negative, you know, like, oh, oh, you don't know how to how to handle yourself practically. You can't, you know, like uh, use a hammer and nail and, you know, like stuff like that. I get it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> was it necessary to start a new brand? You couldn't just have started a new section within Aftonbladet. Oh, that would definitely be the easy way to do it. But we, we saw, uh, according to insight and research, that... Um, the target audience did not believe that Stavanger Aftonblad could make anything relevant to them. So since we had so low credibility, not as a news media, but, but as a creator of content for, for this audience, uh, we decided mm. to make something entirely new. So that included a new brand and uh, with its own profile and its own web page and uh, editorial staff. Mm. Yeah. So what's the be- biggest difference then when you create a news product for, for people in their 20s compared to people in their... 70s. I have never actually made uh, a news product for for, uh, for people in their 70s, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. But uh, what we do know is that uh, Generation Y and Z are um, quite impatient. They prefer short stories uh, that gets to the point fast, as well as have the opportunity to to really dive into matters they find interesting. And we also know that they often don't prioritize news. And uh, there are many reasons for that. Often news aren't very entertaining or engaging. Um, mm. It often takes an effort to understand. And it often feels like something that uh, you have to do. It's, it's not, not something that you want to do. So if you want to reach a younger audience, I think it's crucial that you, you uh, think about uh, their needs and how we can help them solve uh, their problems. So how can we make news more fun? Uh, how can we make it easier to understand and uh, make it easier to stay informed? These things. It sounds like Generation Y is a bit selfish. Well, yeah, they, they think a lot about what's in it for me. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah. So can you give me an example of a typical angle for Bias? I mean, a story that you would do and something that you would maybe don't. 
I think it's difficult to come up with an example of something that we would never do because I think it's it's all about finding the right angle. For instance, um, when thinking about this target group, you, you probably would think that uh, writing about the, the government budget or the local elections is, is, is something that is very dry and boring. But yeah. we have done pieces on, on these things as well. And so, how, um, how do you do that? How do you find that angle yeah, to make that work? Not like uh, the government budget. How, how will this uh, affect a young person, for instance? Yeah. What's um, in it for me? Yeah, what's in it for me? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> hmm. Oh, that's a good thing. What's in it for me? I always bear that sentence in mind. What's in it for them? What's in it for me? Right. And I guess it's a big difference in tone. I mean, uh, you have rules for, for this kind of tone you have in, in headlines and, and articles. Yeah, yeah. We try to stay as, as informal as possible. So okay. we we are yeah on, on the same level as, as the user. You're mixing local journalism with, with global news, right? Mm. Uh, do you have a secret formula for that? Like you should always have 80% local and 20% global. Or how do you go about? There's no secret formula. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it varies from day to day. Uh, and since since we are quite a small uh, small team, there is a limit to how much local content we can publish every day. So, But fortunately, we have the, the Norwegian news agency, Antebea, which offers yeah. relevant content. And also we have a cooperation with um, our sister site in Trondheim, and Polaris Media. Yeah. Uh, but we always uh, keep our target audience in mind when we do our selection. Which sort of articles gets the highest uh, readership in, in your site? After almost six years of doing this, uh, we see that uh, there are three categories uh, standing out. Mm. Uh, and that's uh, uh, nightlife, the local mm. bar and club scene. Even uh, now during the pandemic? Yeah, even now they they have a lot of you know restrictions uh, following uh, Corona. Uh, so yeah, yeah. and they are opening, they are closing, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, <okay. laughs> they are struggling economically. So there's a, there's yeah. a lot uh, a lot of stuff to do about this as well, even during the pandemic. So nightlife is one. Well, yeah, is, nightlife is one. Ones. And then there there is uh, new stuff uh, in the city areas, like new shops opening, new new restaurants new concepts and, and uh, activities. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, stories about young people. That yeah. can be entrepreneurs, artists, uh, ordinary people with not so ordinary hobbies, um, mm. or just uh, a person that has a, a strong personal history or experience. You developed this in collaboration with ships that take Polska, right? Yeah. How does a project like that work? I mean, that the sort of teamwork with someone in Gdansk. Krakow, actually. <laughs> Krakow, yeah. sorry. Uh, well, uh, it's been really good. Uh, for me, it was a really, really steep learning curve because, uh, uh, yeah, I've been, uh, been a, a digital journalist working for, for web all my work life, but... Uh, I did not know anything about developing, so I had never heard anything about, you know, like user stories or Scrum or backend development. But fortunately, I have had people holding my hand uh, and interpreting uh, things for me all the way. And it also was very helpful to travel to Krakow and visit the team in person. Mm -hmm. So we have been there, they have visited us, and now we feel like we we know each other on not just uh, a professional level, but also... Uh, somewhat a personal level so that it's much easier to communicate uh, in more remote forms like email and Slack and so on. 
So cool. they come with great recommendation. The tech Polska team. It seems like you're you're positive as well. Yeah, very. And our team must be one of the best uh, <laughs> tech teams in Poland, I believe. And uh, I think it's been crucial that they've had managers who who have given them freedom to solve things for themselves. So that they have uh, they feel like uh, this real ownership to be us as well. So we mm-hmm. get pictures of them wearing our our you know like merch stuff <laughs> from from <laughs> Poland. So yeah, it's really cool. really nice to see. So within BIOS, you also have a podcast called Smellen, right? Yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, that project has been so much fun, and this was something What's that Smellen. Uh, that's what does that no- mean? Norwegian. Or when you've messed up, or you've you've okay. gone on a smell. <laughs> you've gone. On, <laughs> it's like you got, got hit. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Smell um, when you get hit. Okay, mm, sort of. And this is, uh, is something that we made for um, uh, the younger part of our, our uh, target audience. Um, mm. And we thought about uh, their needs. Um, and we know that, um, that they want to learn, but they prefer to do so in a fun and entertaining way. In Norway, we call them generation prestation. Yeah. Uh, so this is a g- generation growing up on uh, social media where everything yeah. looks so perfect. Uh, yeah. They have to have the pressure to, uh, they, they feel that they have to look good and get good grades mm. and hang with the right crowd and engage in the right activities and so on. So this is all yeah. very stressful, of course. Uh, so we just wanted to make a product that could help them relax and, and not take things so seriously. So in short, the concept is that you often hear that you have to learn from your mistakes, but uh, why mm. do that when you can can learn learn from other people messing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you messed up. So what? Uh, others have too. Uh, and if you uh, uh, happen to be in this situation, this is what you can do. So, so it's an interview podcast. You interview people who, who, who got hit, basically. Or... Yeah, they tell a story. Uh, so okay. every episode starts with a person telling about the time they messed up. Uh, okay. And then we get an expert in studio helping us look at the, the bigger picture. Could it be career-wise or love-wise or mess up in any way? Yeah, there's a lot of different subjects. For okay. instance, we have uh, this episode about first impressions. And we get to hear this story about a guy who is at a white party uh, meeting mm. his fellow students for the very first time. Uh, and when he goes uh, to the lavatory, the queue is so long that he never even makes it to the toilet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. In white clothes. In white clothes. <laughs> so oh you can goodness. understand uh, the embarrassment. Uh, and yes. then we have this psychologist in studio uh, answering questions like, uh, how can he possibly recover from this, of course, uh, but also yeah. more general questions uh, like, uh, what is a good first impression? Why do we react uh, like we do in certain situations? What different media platforms are BS on? I mean, your website, your podcast, what else? Yeah, we are on social media, of course. Um, yeah. The last year we have uh, focused uh, really on Instagram. And yeah. we have made uh, content especially for Instagram as well, uh, like short uh, videos and um, uh, bite-sized news posts. Um, and um, I also think that... What about that... Clubhouse? No, not yet. Clubhouse not yet. yet. <laughs> You're thinking about it, right? Yeah, we should definitely try it out when we launch uh, Smellen Season 2. So in, in 20 years then, Stavanger, Aftonblad or, or Bias, which one will, will still be out there? Oh, I hope we both are. We have to build each other good. You did reach the target group you were aiming for. Did the advertiser get it? Did, did they like you? 
We saw that it was difficult selling BIOS like a standalone product, but we have had some uh, successes with uh, with sponsorships. Mm-hmm. So that's you know like um, something that we will uh, try to do a lot more in the future. Like um, when there's festivals, we have uh, sponsors uh, for Utopia and uh, Mablis, which are the biggest local festivals for our audience. Yeah. Uh, and also we have some uh, own concepts. Uh, and we will definitely try to sell a sponsorship of Smellen, for instance. So we, we both work for Shipstead. Uh, what, what would you say, what, what are the pros and cons while working for Shipstead? The pro is definitely that we are a part of a, a big and strong family. Uh, so mm. Shipstead has a lot of muscles, uh, a lot of experience, uh, and we get to use uh, knowledge and competence that we probably would not be able to have if we we were starting off and our BIOS was alone. And the con is that uh, when you're a part of a big family, uh, but you're a kind of a tiny member, <laughs> uh, it's kind of difficult to get hurt sometimes. So a younger, younger brother or sister. Yeah. <laughs> youngest one in there. Okay, so you have to scream loud. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Great talking to you, Tune. Yeah, likewise. Uh, thanks so much for coming to Ships That Talks. Yeah, thank you for having me. This podcast was brought to you by Shipstead Employee Branding Team. My name is Hugo Rienberg and producer was Jens Bach.